So I have a certain amount of bills and no matter if I have this business going or not, I'm making that money because that's my livelihood and whatever we believe we get. And if we can, if we can believe that it can come from anywhere, as long as we get it, we don't have to be like, oh my God. Welcome to Amplify. We are here to help you own your truth, use your voice, and stand out as the most unapologetically aligned, abundant, and authentic version of you so that you can make a big impact in the world doing what sets your soul on fire. Because you and I, we are meant to stand the F out. I'm your host, Lauren Salon, and I'm a public relations and marketing expert, entrepreneur, speaker, former on-air entertainment host and past professional fitness competitor and health coach. And several times per week, I'll be bringing you epic guest conversations and solo episodes along with the tools, tricks, and tips that you need in order to step into your power, own your purpose, and stand out in the world as the most vibrant version of you. Because I believe that the more you you are in the world, the more successful and fulfilled you will be. So what do you say? Are you ready? Let's get amplified because blending in is bullshit. Today, I get to sit down with one of my besties, my girl, Susie. Susie is the top mentor to travel entrepreneurs around the world. She uses her background as a three-time entrepreneur with 17 years of psychology research and extensive travel experience to help women strategize, monetize, and hit consistent 10K months in their first few months of business. Known for her brilliance in marketing, her jaw-dropping selfies, and her sassy-tude, Susie navigates the world with enthusiasm, authenticity, and a stacked bank account. And not just that, but she is also the queen of Airbnb. So if you are looking to start an Airbnb business to help you travel the world and increase your income, she is the woman to talk to about that. Susie's infamous motto is... If you're traveling the world anyway, you may as well make six figures doing it. I hope you guys freaking love this conversation. All right, you guys, I've got one of my soul sisters, besties, Susie here. And Suze, thanks for coming on. I'm so freaking excited to chat with you. We always have epic conversations and you're going to deliver so much value during this chat. So thanks. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to speak to my lady. Yes. So we already, the everyone listening already got to hear some amazing stuff about you and we're going to dig into all of that so much more. But first things first, we're going to jump into some rapid fire. So you ready? Ready. Okay. <laughs> and if anyone's watching the video version of this and you see like Susie making some funny noises, it's because she's got a new puppy and the puppy, we're, we're doing our best to keep that puppy calm and collected. I'm literally feeding her treats as we speak. And now I know why parents pump candy into their kid. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I do. I really do. All right. So what is something you're grateful for right now? Oh my God, my life and being here with you. Yes. Mm, thank you. What's a guilty pleasure of yours? 
Ice cream. <laughs> ice cream, same. Okay. okay, like go-to favorite flavors or- um, I am dairy-free, so I eat that Nada Moo um, chocolate. Okay, okay. So. Oh, I, Halo Top chocolate peanut butter cup, one of my, Ugh, yes, so staples, staples. What is a random fact that people do not know about you? I'm from Pittsburgh, although I've lived on the West Coast for the last like 25 years of my life. So everyone just thinks I'm a West Coaster, but hell no, I'm from the Berg. <laughs> and she relocated recently, which we will get into soon. But okay, next up, if you weren't doing what you currently do, and obviously you and I are all for lifestyle design. We are doing what we are meant to be doing, designing our lives around what lights us up. So you are doing what you're supposed to be doing. But if you weren't doing this, what would you be doing instead? Like what sort of job or career is like, oh my gosh, I'm not really gonna do this, but this always sounded so freaking cool. I'm gonna be honest, I don't do jobs or careers. So- Right, yes, yes. Literally that has never been even an option for me ever, <laughs> ever. So if I wasn't doing this, which I like literally can't imagine, it would be something where it would be some sort of hustle, you know, speaking with people. I just can't imagine not doing exactly what I'm doing. I don't think it's just not, it's not in the realm of possibilities. So it's really I, hard. Yes, me. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> what did you want to be when you were little? Um, probably like a pop star. Yeah. Same. Same. Really? <laughs> yes. Why does that yes. not surprise me at all? Um, obviously, I wanted to be a famous actress or a pop star. <laughs> well, you all live in Hollywood, so that was like yeah, all yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, definitely from a young age, I knew I was made for the spotlight. So right. Yes. So that's why I can't even imagine. Like, I had never sat behind a desk like ever. No. Yeah. Ooh, no. Yeah. yeah. I hear you. All right. How about the last time that you cried? Oh, like yesterday? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm like, um, five minutes ago, what? <laughs> um, you typically, like, what did I cry over? Sure, if you want to go there. Oh, okay, well, it was yesterday, and it's pretty much just like every time I have a growth spurt, mm. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, I'm, I'm not that person anymore, and then I just kind of like mourn it. So it happens yeah. a lot, like yeah, literally you and I, so for everybody listening, Susie and I were supposed to record this episode yesterday, but we had some Wi-Fi issues. So instead we just had a like hour and a half girl talk catch up session in which I cried for like that very same reason of like, wait, I'm at like a turning point in the next chapter and the next evolution of myself. And it feels scary. And, and I cried and Susie gave me really beautiful coaching around it too. So thank, you. thank you. And then I cried That's the last time I cried too. And then you cried after. <laughs> okay. When's the last time that you laughed so hard you almost peed your pants? Um, probably like in the past week or so from one of your memes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or a meme in general that we both You're welcome. To we You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> I'll take that credit. All right. And two more what is your favorite travel destination and what is your next travel destination Ooh, good question uh well i have lots of favorites for different okay. reasons but i will say uh one of my favorites is egypt because mm. i mean first of all it's 
ridiculous. Like it is so cool. It's fun. You would not uh, believe how modern parts of it are and just yeah. how it's, it is not representative of what is uh, basically told to us. Yeah. Um, and it, it's amazing. The energy is amazing. Sorry about the dog barks, guys. <laughs> um, the energy is amazing. And th that was the first trip that I took as a uh, travel influencer. So it's really special. And that mm. is why my puppy's name is Cairo. Oh, I yeah. love that. My my yeah. mom went to Egypt many years ago. Oh. And yeah, I I definitely, that's on my list as well. It's, what's, it's amazing. What's next? Where do you want to go next? I believe that- Where are we going to go next? I want to come, bring me. Yeah, yeah, me and Lauren and I were supposed to go to Greece in April, in April. last year, right before- <gasps> this bitch shut down. <laughs> um, but, that. Well, because that's a, a fun story to talk. Oh, to. yeah. Yeah, that was amazing. But I believe that I will go to Morocco with one of my girlfriends, mm. also a travel influencer so that we can get some content and stuff together. Amazing. I love it. All right. Now let's get into like the, the juicy stuff. I would love for you to tell us your story. You know, I know, obviously, as you said, in rapid fire there, you have never been one to have a regular J-O-B. So would love to hear your journey of entrepreneurship and how you got to where you're at now. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So listen, I have never had a normal job, nor was it ever an option, which is why I literally can't even come up. You know, if, I, if I'm really thinking about it, Nowadays, it would probably be like some sort of like quantum, like physicist or <laughs> Oh, you know, some, oh, something crazy. Who the hell would do that? Me, I would do it. Um, but so I, I just had never, like school was really hard for me. I almost failed out of high school. I wasn't, I mean, I dropped out of college so many times in the past that like I almost didn't finish. I only finished because I felt so much shame about not finishing because, you know, of course my parents always parents, pushed college yeah. and, you know, all of that uh, mm -hmm. type of stuff. I went to a high school that was basically like a prep school and then I didn't go to college and I was just like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, mm -hmm. I'm such a failure. And so I would do so many different things, but like my go-to was waitressing, bartending, making fast cash uh, while I tried like many things. I, uh, yeah. you know, I was registered as a real estate agent. I went to hair school. I tried. I you went to hair school? I really did. Yeah. This was when I was 20 and, and actually it was in uh, Hollywood. Okay. <laughs> it was in Hollywood. Yeah. It didn't work out. Never worked out. I wasn't aligned with it. I liked doing it on myself, but I just wasn't aligned and I wasn't confident. Okay. I wasn't confident enough. So fast forward a few years, I decided like, what else am I going to do? Nothing that I've tried has worked really. I just like never saw anything through. And so I decided that I would go into the family business, which is restaurants. I opened a restaurant in Seattle with my dad and the whole time just like couldn't wait to get out. <laughs> no. I, I was really good at it. You know, all that type all that kind of stuff. It was successful, everything. But after about five years, um, no, maybe four, three years, four years, I decided like, no, forget it. You know, what's a better idea? I'm going to go back to, to school and get my, you know, my master's and 
my dad was like, fine, I guess, like after we just opened this <laughs> restaurant. And, yeah, and, and probably like, remember the last time you went to college? <laughs> right. Oh, oh, and he did. And you know what? And I hope he never hears this, but what he actually said to me was, you're never gonna, you're never going to uh, graduate college. You're not gonna do anything else. So you better stick with this restaurant or you're gonna be screwed. He literally said those words. Dad. He really did. And he, yeah. you know what parents are, they mean well. But right, they're just, you know, trying to keep us safe and like, yeah. you know, encourage us to do what they think is best for us, of course. Yeah, so I was like, F off, of course. <laughs> yeah. Personality. Uh, so then I actually finished my undergrad and then the day, the day before I went to mail in my master's, um, my master's like- Application yeah, or application. confirmation or something. Yeah, guess what? I had a change of heart. Listen to my inner guidance and I didn't mail it. I took the money that I was going to spend on it and I traveled for a year. <laughs> and that started like uh, my love for travel right there. Mm -hmm. So fast forward, you know, years, I tried everything under the sun. I never stuck with anything. And then uh, I was bartending and I was thinking, shit, am I just going to do another restaurant? What is in my future? I was really confused. I knew I didn't want a restaurant. But I thought like, well, I'm not good at anything else. What else am I going to do that makes a lot of money? I don't know. I'm going to have to start at the bottom. All, you know, all of the thoughts. And then something happened. <laughs> I went back to Seattle where my father lives to open a restaurant by him for support. And Seattle had a huge economic boom because of Amazon. And so mm. finding a restaurant was very, very, very difficult luckily. <laughs> and after two years of looking um, and, you know, trying to get all these different restaurants that were astronomically priced, like I just found myself so upset crying. I stumbled upon uh, a podcast and that was pretty much it. It was on online marketing and I was like, I, I've got to do something different. Maybe I should do this. Maybe I shouldn't. I don't know, but I need to quit all the bartending, all the waitressing, all the ways that I'm making money uh, in those ways, because as you know, that it can be quite a bit of money. So I was really dependent on that money. So I basically cut ties. Mm -hmm. I quit all of my jobs and I decided like, okay, I'm going to have to do something else. I don't even know what that means. If all else fails, I could freaking do Uber Eats. Like who gives a shit? <laughs> all I know is I have to stop making money that way because I am completely dependent on it. So of course, me, I was like, well, I just quit my job. And I mean, I have some money and savings, but first, let me go to Bali real quick. <laughs> so <laughs> let, let me go to Bali real quick to celebrate this decision. It, with, with like, yes, with some savings, I'm not going to lie, but you, we know how a chunk of money goes real quick when we don't have jobs and we have real bills, right? Yes. So basically I go to Bali and I do this cooking class. And there's this older couple and they seemed really successful. And I started talking to them and basically was, was like, well, what, what do you guys do? You know, I was one, I've always been those, one of those people that are, have been seeking out what successful people do. And right then and there, they told me about their short-term rental that they had in Hawaii. Mm. And they told me that they rented out nine months a year. Year, 
Uh, and they live in it three, the other three, and they make $210,000 a year. And I was like, excuse me, <laughs> me $210,000 five years ago to me was like 5 million, 5 wow. million. Yeah. Right? I literally drilled them for the rest of that cooking class. I came home, I packed my shit in my studio apartment in downtown Seattle, moved into my parents' basement and put that bitch up on Airbnb. And the rest is pretty much history. The, the Airbnb took off. I replaced my income overnight. I was in my parents' basement studying online marketing while I was making a full-time income. And I remember one day my dad, who was freaking old school and has the belief system, you must work hard for money, was like, Susie, are you going to get a job or like, what are you doing? I'm like, um, bitch, I'm making money. <laughs> I, I don't know what you're talking about. But he was like, that can't last. That's too good to be true. You know, making money is, is hard work and you're not working. Mm. Something is not right. right. Like, you know what I'm, uh, all I know is it's working now, right? It's yeah. working right now and I'm not going to It gets to be easy. Yes. Yeah, I didn't have that mindset back then, but like now I'm thinking back like, wow, that little version of me like <laughs> had some freaking balls. Like, yeah. Because my dad was telling me this is not going to work. And I was like, no, <laughs> like it's working. Yeah. And so, that's, that's one of the things that I love about you so much is that you, I mean, you seem very, and, and for a while, it seems like you've been very tuned in to like your inner voice, your intuition and all of that. And even if you're like, oh, well, I don't really know how this is going to work. Fuck it. I'm going to try it. And we're going to make it happen. You've got that like almost kind of like stubborn, like flair to you, but, but it works. It like when you, tr that. when you've trusted yourself. Yeah. And, and we definitely like have had times where it's like, Oh, well that didn't work the way that I thought. And from what I know of you, just from becoming great friends in the last shit, like less than two years, is you you have that inner voice and you listen to your inner voice. And most often, you know, it works in your favor. And if not, like you learned a lesson from it and therefore yeah. it worked in your favor anyhow. Everything truly is meant to be. I mean, if I wouldn't have been ir quote unquote ir irresponsible and quit my job with no backup plan, a a an actual mortgage and an expensive apartment downtown and a car payment and credit card debt and all the other stuff, literally just with a chunk of money in the bank that w wasn't even that much money would have lasted me probably a few months. I mean, I just said, fuck it. Like I am literally so miserable that whatever's on the other side cannot be worse. Mm, yes. Yes. I love that. If not this, like there's something better, right? If it's not right. this, let's see what happens, right? Right. right. You can always exactly. go back to whatever, wherever you were. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I always can get a bartending job. Right. Yeah. So, okay. So speed us up to now where you're at now and what you are up to in the world. Like what is your business and businesses look yeah. like? What does that all look like for you? Oh my God. Like, that's why it's like, I can't fathom doing anything else because I found my alignment. I found my purpose. I found all of that stuff. So it's like, there's no other world for me. Sorry, I'm not giving you one. <laughs> um, and so basically from, from that point on, I grew an Airbnb business in Seattle. 
Um, at one point I had like 10 properties. I started working with uh, a guy who was managing others. And so I just kind of like blew up in the Airbnb scene in Seattle. While doing this, I traveled the world. <laughs> I traveled to like 25 countries. And while I traveled, I just had somebody watch my properties. And so I would manage, but if I had an emergency, I would send them over. Um, and so while I was building this Airbnb business, I traveled to probably 25 countries and started my online business. So I started gaining followers because I was traveling the world. And then when those followers said, how though, how are you doing this? I said, well, I'm a travel blogger now. And they were like, no, no, no. But how are you making money? <laughs> yeah. How do you pay for this? Right. And I was like, damn it. <laughs> I was like, okay, I have an Airbnb business. Not even understanding that other people were dying to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. so when I started talking about this, uh, everybody wanted to learn. I blew up my uh, Airbnb mentorship program, uh, learned online marketing from uh, from that whole process, from yeah. learning how to launch, you know, a mentorship by learning how to run an online business and all that kind of stuff with my um, Airbnb brand, basically. And nowadays I am a business coach to travel-based entrepreneurs. And I also launch Airbnb, my Airbnb yeah. course. So it's kind of just like all inclusive and I run my Airbnb. Yeah. Business. I love it. And it makes so much sense too, because being a travel blogger, one, you're not in your own home all the time, right? right? And Ever. you use Airbnbs all the time. And so it, it fits so nicely together to be like, hey, want to finance your travel? Well, rent out your place while you're gone. It'll play, pay for your trip. Or, you know, yeah. as with you've done, you acquire other properties. And so you've got way more than just the one you're living in that you're working with. Right. It's, it makes so much sense. I, and I freaking love it. And so let's actually talk about the Airbnb stuff a bit more right now, because I, I will say to you guys, I, as many of you listening know, um, bought my home in the very end of 2019. So 2020 was really the first year of being in this new house. It's a beautiful home, two bedroom, back unit that is currently my gym, like all that kind of stuff. And in 2020, second half of 2020, I took a lot of trips, went to Tulum, went to Atlanta, went to um, Sedona, like all a lot of spots. And Susie actually helped me get my house set up for Airbnb, helped me get my Airbnb listing optimized and, and make sure that looked really good so that while I'm on these trips, I could rent out my house and literally pay for my trip. And I did it just as a like, well, if I'm not going to be here for two weeks, like, let's just see what happens, you know? And yeah, was able to like for my Tulum trip, for example, had somebody, I think, rent out my house for 10 days. I was gone for two weeks, had somebody rent out the house for 10 days. And I paid for more than half of my trip that way. Otherwise I would have just, my house would have just been sitting there empty and I was able to offset my expenses by doing that. And then was like, wait a second, let's do this more. And so, yeah, I can absolutely attest to your expertise in coaching people and helping people set up their own additional cash flow through Airbnb. So there's so many different ways that people can get involved in this. You don't have to just like have a ton of your own properties to rent out. So, so this is, this is super interesting. Yeah, absolutely. There's like many ways of doing this. And this is literally why investors like have 
sought me out. <laughs> Little old me, I'm like, um, you want to talk to me? Why? Because not very many people know what I know. And that is literally just from being thrown in and being that hustler that I am that basically was like, well, shit, I need to make some money. Like I need to pay some bills. I need to go on this trip and this, whatever. So basically I have done everything and I've helped people do everything in terms of the different ways that they can make money in Airbnb. One being just managing somebody else's Airbnb. So typically like, you know, the, the owner will come in, furnish the place. It's an extra property and you'll get a percentage of that, like 20 to 40%, which okay. is huge. And with that, cause when you're saying that I get it, if it's the percentage that's really appealing, cause it's kind of like a commission base. And so if the property rents for higher, or if you're able to increase those prices and rent it out for higher, that works in your favor. But then that's kind of still like having a, a job in a sense, cause you're working for the owner, right? Yeah. But a great way to like learn the process. Kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so some people don't like that because you are working for the owner, but the way I teach it, it's pretty much like tell the owner to F off. Right. And <laughs> like, so you get to be, you get to be, you get to be the expert. Yeah. You get to be the expert and they just collect the money. Most of them don't want anything to do with it anyways, you know? So Yes, you do have to deal with the owner that way, but that's a great way to just jump in right away, not have to have any initial investment to put down if you don't have yeah. it. What I like and better is the arbitrage, which is literally renting an apartment or a house, filling it with furniture, and then putting it up on an Airbnb. Okay. Then you now, get- th There's a lot of, but and there's a lot of rules around that too. Kind of. like. Right? It's depends on you just have to check your city and your landlord but i help people do this all over the world so amazing where there's a will there's a way uh there are different within each city there are different counties every county has different regulations basically they regulate the very like touristic or busy counties you know so to speak like la might be regulated more than yes Denver or something yeah. like that. Mm -hmm. But you, where there's a will, there's a way. There's always a way in every city. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it. And so, yeah, I'm super excited for your course to come out around this. And it may even come out by the time this airs. But yeah, you guys, if you're looking for Airbnb tips, like all of that, Susie is definitely the person to look to for that. And if somebody is looking to get into Airbnb and, and jump into this, what are, I don't know, some tips that you would give them before taking that leap or questions they should ask themselves? Well, number one, do you want to make money while you sleep is a good one. <laughs> really? Oh <my> <laughs> <laughs> one, but Two, really, um, maybe what city are you going to be in for long-term? Because if you acquire all these properties, you don't have to be in the city, but it's nice to have them wherever you mm -hmm. are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which is why I let go of a lot of uh, Seattle properties because now I moved and like, you know, I just don't want to be responsible for houses in a city that I'm not in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So let's actually transition to that since you nicely moved us in that direction. So you relocated to Florida this past year, which like I have so much Florida envy because 
as everybody knows, I live in Los Angeles and things are, we're the most shut down, I think, in the entire country, which is ridiculous. So what compelled you to move to sunny Florida and how is that going? <laughs> well, you know, I was living in Seattle. Seattle's not so sunny. <laughs> and, um, you know, during the shutdown and the pandemic, it was just, it was just too much. I was living in a high rise, staring at the wall, not yeah. able to travel, not able to get any, you know, sun, not having no freedom. And yeah. actually because of alignment came to Florida for a surgery and realized, oh shit, everything is open down here. Everything, nobody's acting crazy down here. And uh, <laughs> guess what? It's sunny. Yeah. <laughs> and, I literally went home, packed my bags and moved here the next month. Yeah. No hesitation. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I still get to make a trip out to visit you. Cause how long has it been? Has it been a year at this point? No, I moved in August. So like what? Nine months or so. Yeah. Okay, But almost getting, getting yeah. there. Yeah. And so, okay. I, I would love to know because I've talked about this a lot on like my Instagram stories and stuff like that, but even just the energy and the people in LA, like you can feel that people are like, yeah. you know, operating at a lower frequency a lot of the time. That's not everybody. Right. But a lot of people are living in fear and are just in that lower vibrational space. And I know you and I are both people who are very sensitive to external energy. And we do a great job of managing that and processing that and recognizing when we're taking on vibes that aren't ours. And in LA, like it's, it's pretty palpable, you know, at least for me, when I go out into the world and, and experience other people, how does the energy feel in Florida? <laughs> well, yeah. So I'm a big believer of, we create our own reality moment by moment. And that disease is a lowering of vibration. Yes. And that's all it is. And so when I was in Seattle, um, it just was very like in fear. And that just comes from the news and all of that kind of stuff that's being heavily pushed in those types of places. And when I came down to Florida, it was just like, oh, this isn't even like a thing. You know, like, this is even a thing. Nobody cares. Nobody's scared. I had a surgery. The doctor was like, get in here. I don't care if you have, you know, have a mask on. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, what do you mean? And I was just like, okay, all right. I know that if there's a pandemic and I cannot travel, that I'm going to need a few things. I'm going to need nature. I'm going to need mm -hmm. sun. And I'm going to need uh, my own space and people that are not completely in fear. So if I have to stay in one place, if I have to deal with what's going on in the world, the best thing I could do for myself is put me at the beach. I live on the beach now, <laughs> live on the beach. Um, and I was staying in an Airbnb for a couple months um, and really just, it was so chill that I didn't even realize that what was going on in the world anymore. Yeah. You know, and the with, Yeah. And with all of that, like for people who are listening and you know, Florida's numbers are freaking great. Florida yeah. is doing great with cases, like infection rates, all of that, like hospitalizations, the economy, Florida is fucking killing it. So yeah. So whatever y'all are doing, like it's working and I have majors. 
I mean, that's why everybody's moving here. I know. I have major state envy, but I'm just holding out because I have hope for California because I love my home state. We're going to get it together. We're going to fucking get it together. Anyway, okay. So, well, okay. So I want to talk about two things based off of that. So you came to Florida initially for surgery and I would love for you to share about that. Okay. Specifically. Yeah. Um, Well, you know, this is how the universe works and how something greater is really, really um, present in our lives. (laughs) So basically I had my breast implants removed from one of the best doctors in the US who happened to be in Jupiter, Florida. Um, And that's why I came down here, but like, it's all kind of like, you know, tied together, obviously. Yeah, so I had my breast And so, yeah, so what were you experiencing for other women who maybe have dealt with breast implant illness or who have implants or maybe like, oh, is this why I'm feeling this way or whatever? Yeah, I would love to for you to share kind of what you were experiencing and what drove you, like what compelled you to go down that route? There's two levels to this. First of all, they were leaking in my body. So I was literally Present. blowing up. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I was blowing up like, a freaking hot dog in a microwave. I like to explain it like that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, I, it, it was just Toxic chemicals leaking into your body and our bodies will create inflammation to protect us from that. Exactly. I didn't know this. All I knew is I kept gaining weight and I was like turning gray. <laughs> I was turning gray. I was very lethargic all the time. Um, especially after I ate pretty much anything, I had no energy. I could hardly mm. get out of bed. And I just, I had no idea. I, I had, my intuition said, take these implants out. But I will tell you this, that was the physical symptoms, but the emotional symptoms were so much more harmful to me. Um, yeah. And really it was just living with this feeling of, I am not being me. I, I am presenting as someone I'm not. I am, I feel fake. And that was like killing me. Yeah. And cause I remember, I know in conversations we've had, you got them cause there's plenty of people who have breast implants and feel very aligned in them. I mean, our, our friend, you know, we have friends who have done it from a place of power and have never felt any issues with them. And also a lot of women get them because they feel less than, because they feel lack, because they want to solve some problem or this is going to fix something or like fill a gap in their life. And I know for you, it was very much a decision when you were pretty young, right? From a place of like insecurity and, and scarcity. Yeah. Well, I had breast implants since I was 21 years old. So um, actually the biggest factor in all of this is when I got my breast implants replaced, I went to Brazil with some girlfriends that I had there and the doctor, and this is nothing against Brazil, this happens every single day in the United States, but the doctor there put in two sizes bigger than I am. Yes. So basically, I felt like Dolly Parton. I felt like my boobs were as big as my head. And let me just say this, like I felt like I looked like a joke. I felt like I looked horrific and like the whole world should be laughing at me because of these huge boobs right and how we perceive ourselves is how we think others perceive us so I just stayed in shame for 10 years yeah (laughs) yeah which 
totally fucked me up in the head. And also I gained a ton of weight. I don't know if they were because of the breast implants or to match my body. Hide. Right. You were kind of, yeah. you were trying to hide. So you let, yeah. yeah. So yeah. how has that process, that healing process, both physically and mentally, emotionally, self-confidence, like all that stuff been this past year? Uh, less than, less than a year. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just say my life is completely different. Uh, physically, I dropped 20 pounds and I'm just getting healthier every single day. But mentally, it like I am untouchable. Like, I mean, again, how you think of yourself is, is your self-worth. And the universe gives you what you feel worthy to receive. And that is completely dependent on how you feel about yourself and your worth. Right. Yes. So, I mean, since that happened, I added probably like almost two hundred thousand dollars to my income. Like I love months. it. Yeah, I and and I. Well, yeah. and it's so funny because people are probably like, "Those aren't related." Yeah. And fuck yes, those are related. When something's out of alignment in your life, especially like when it's in your body and it's out of alignment, that can throw everything off. That can be that can block so much from you because it affects how you show up in the world. And so hell yes. Like, you know, I've talked about this with the listeners too, like going through a divorce this past year while, and I always want to be super mindful to not be like, oh, my ex was a bad person. Cause it's, that's not the case at all, you know? And it wasn't a bad relationship. It just wasn't in alignment anymore. And as soon as once I, and we made that decision to transition out of our marriage, so much started to fall into place in a, in a way that it never had before because I was so much more aligned. Right. And so, yeah, like a divorce or a marriage is not exactly tied to your bank. Well, your like ability to make money in your business. And it also very, very much is everything in your life. All of your decisions, what you think about is affecting everything. Well, and just to add to that so that people might be able to understand a little bit better, um, we get what we expect to get from who we're being in the world. Mm -hmm. So if you were being a small little wife, listen, I don't know what you were being, but if I was being like, if I, first of all, if I was hiding from, because my boobs were huge and I was ashamed, how could I be big and tell people, come buy from me? No, right. I had to be really, really small to protect myself right so who you're being is everything and who you're being in relation to everything is everything <laughs> so it, one little thing can absolutely change the game yes yes are you a growing entrepreneur looking for more visibility do you want to stand out as the authority and expert that you are do you want more leads more dream clients coming to you asking about how they can work with you do you want to sell out your programs and have a stacked wait list? Are you finally ready to scale your business and create more results with less effort? Then you need the PR Accelerator, a hybrid program where we will teach you or somebody on your team how to do your own public relations, how to secure more podcast interviews, more media features, more speaking gigs, more collaborations, and ultimately more authoritative visibility so that you can scale your influence your impact, and your income with ease. To learn more, visit laurensalon.com slash PR accelerator. That's laurensalon.com 
slash PR dash accelerator. I think this is a good kind of pivot for us to talk about like quantum physics, mindset, <laughs> meditation, all that, because so Susie has done Dr. Joe Dispenza's events, meditations, like all that kind of stuff a lot and is so, so well-versed in like how your energy, how your mindset like affects everything in your life. And so I would love for you to share a bit into like the quantum physics side of things and the energy side of things and like your experience at these, these events. Cause like, this is something that I soup like, I can't wait to go to one. Yeah. Oh my God. Like this, the reason why I'm here is in, in, and thriving like I am is because of my therapist, because of my business coach, and because of Dr. Joe Dispenza. <laughs> Those three people have hands <laughs> down changed the game for me. And so with the quantum physics, really it's just, okay, if you can imagine us as humans and our belief system projecting onto a hologram <laughs> what we're thinking all the time and what we believe, that's basically what's going on. So yeah. what we need to do is first understand who we're being in whatever situation that we're in and what actions we're basically uh, training ourselves on what to think constantly. So, you know, in my past, there were lots of reasons why I had to stay small to protect myself, right? From different things that have happened in the past. They, they, came into my mind and they were like, we cannot be big or this is going to happen. This is going to happen and you'll likely die from it. So my ego, my protective mechanism jumped in. And so I would constantly sabotage myself with all different, you know, with all different ways. Um, and the goal of Joe Dispenza's work is to be able to become aware enough to separate your mind from who you're being to looking on to who you're being mm, right mm -hmm. so so then i was able to kind of pull away from the person who binge eats at night that was one of my things that that way it lowered my energy it helped me hide um you know all of that kind of stuff yeah. i was able to literally disconnect from that person watch what i was doing and while i was watching allow those belief those beliefs to come up and out so that my conscious mind could see them, understand them, process them, and then let them go. And yeah. in real time that it, it changes your life and you can become a different person. Right. It's, you know, about being able to step outside yourself, look at how you're thinking, how you're being, how you're showing up in the world, how you're acting from a very neutral, like, Mm -hmm. objective place and then being able to go like oh okay so if we if we adjust this piece or that piece like it it's going to create a, a ripple effect or a chain reaction that affects everything and yeah it's, it's so fascinating and you're such a master at at one like your energy and your intentions and being super aware of how you're thinking and and as a result you're able to manifest and attract things in your life really really effectively yeah because if you think about it this way if your belief system 
uh, create your reality, then you may as well believe that you are a millionaire who has a perfect life and has all these things. But with that said, you, you can't just do that until you get to the bottom of who you're being. So Dispenza yeah. says you objectify the subjective mind, <laughs> right? And when you can do that, you're able to see all these things and then slowly start to change into yeah, the person. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, so smart. I love that. What about, okay, so what would you say to somebody who's like, okay, cool, then I'm just going to tell myself I'm a billionaire every day and what it's going to happen? Like, what would you say to somebody who like kind of has that attitude or is just like, oh, it's that easy? Then I'm just like, I'm a millionaire. I'm a millionaire. Okay, when is it going to happen? When are things changing? I would say the first step would be to ask yourself why you're not a billionaire. Why are you not a billionaire? Because anybody can be a billionaire, millionaire, whatever, you know, anybody can be. So those are the questions I ask myself every single day. Why am I not a millionaire yet? Like I'm smart enough to be, I take action enough to be. So if it's not present in your life, that means you don't believe it yet. Right. And if you don't believe it yet, there's, there are things that are still hiding in there that tell you not to believe it because it's unsafe or whatever the case may be. So the first step really is getting to the bottom of what are the blocks and how you do that is by meditating, meditation. Meditation is making me rich. Turning <laughs> inward. Right yes. Mm -hmm. Turning inward. Yep. Oh. Healing your stuff, like being so self-aware and self-reflective. Like I can absolutely vouch for that. The more you turn inward, not in a, in a like selfish or self-centered way that like has yucky connotations with it. But the more you turn inward and work on your own shit and your own stuff and heal stuff and get into alignment, the more you're going to attract, the more of a magnet you become and the more fulfilled you become too. Right. It, there, I think, I can't remember the exact quote, but it's something like the answer to the pain is in the pain. So you must turn into the pain to see what is even causing the pain, you know? Yes. Yes. I am an advocate of therapy, of Dr. Joe, of our internal world controls our outer world. So get to yes. the bottom. Of it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, okay. Let's talk a little bit about travel right? And like yeah. being a travel influencer, traveling solo as a woman. So let's, let's just start with being a travel influencer. And like, one, I think since so many things are shut down, a lot of things are shut down. A lot of people probably think that you can't, one, that you can't travel and that probably not going to be very realistic to travel as an influencer or sponsored trips or anything like that. What do you, what do you have to say to that? I have to say you create your own reality, number one. <laughs> and number two, I have clients that made multi six figures during 2020, all surrender, or surrounded by travel group trips and retreats. Yes. So, so it's happening are, and it's possible. Oh, people are buying travel more now than ever, number one. Nobody's buying travel if they're scared to travel, but trust me, there are millions of people that are like just done. They want trips. They want peace of mind. They want to have fun. And it's up to you to go out and do those things and go up against, you know, people that say you're bad because <laughs> you want to travel. But I'll just tell you, my clients are freaking killing it. 
making tons of money, probably because nobody else is. Yeah, exactly. And so what would, if someone's like, oh my gosh, I love to travel. I want to like dip my toes into being a travel influencer. What, what are, how did you get started in doing that? Well, you buy a ticket. (laughs) You buy a ticket. That's the truth. You're paying for your trips until, you know, you basically make, make a name for yourself. So go, uh, go plan some trips, go on some trips, document your trips, uh, grow a following on social media. And once you get eyes on you, which is literally, it's so easy with travel because travel is just like, so idolized. People soak that up. Yeah. They soak it up. And so it's really not hard to be a travel influencer because 99% of travel influencers are, they have no idea what they're doing. They, they're not making money and they don't know how to run an online business. So there's not competition. <laughs> well, even if there was, you know, it wouldn't matter, but there's no competition because they think that you're just going to get a following and somebody's going to pay you. But if you take the time to learn online marketing, uh, how to monetize your accounts and all of that kind of stuff, all it takes is a few trips and some pictures up there to start gaining some um, people. And once you have even a few hundred people, you can make money. Some of my clients have like under 5,000 who have made almost 200,000 this year. One of them has under 500 that sold out like four uh, women's retreats back to back to back to back. You don't need a lot of people. You just need really specific people. So yes, this is possible for anyone. I think now more than ever. Yes, I agree. And so with that, let's talk a little bit about the trip that we had planned that we did not get to go on. So Susie and I worked together um, with a group of our besties to plan what ended up being a basically fully paid for trip to Greece, fully sponsored influencer trip to Greece. And then we were supposed to go last April and obviously with the state of the world, that trip had to get postponed slash canceled, but we had basically gotten the entire thing sponsored. So let's, let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah. I mean, me and Lauren teamed up and we basically said, let's build the dream trip. We are the masters at pitching and, you know, talking to hotels and all that kind of stuff. So basically we went out and got villas um, completely sponsored for us. Uh, with meals and things like that. Um, yeah, photo shoots with the like gorgeous dresses to wear during them, like ATV uh, excursions. Yeah. I was like talking with an airline to get my flight sponsored. It was pretty much 100% five-star sponsored, um, except for our flights and like food. Yeah, <laughs> for like nine women as well. Yeah, for <laughs> Which, and I don't laugh to be like, oh, we pulled a fast one. No, like this is what's possible, you guys. Like this is what's possible. Absolutely. With like pitching, being strategic and intentional with your content and just asking for what you want, right? So many people are just scared to ask. Oh my God, totally. Okay, most people think like, oh my God, you're a travel influencer. Like how is that possible? You must've known someone, you must've, Hell no. I'll tell you, all you have to do is be willing to go travel because you have to influence, you know, with your travel. No one's paying you until you have some followers and things like that. But if you're willing to go on some trips to learn online marketing 
and learn, you know, how to target people, learn how to pitch. This is all just about learning skills, people. You don't yes. have to be special. Just learn exactly, exactly. And then you Airbnb out your place while you're yeah. on these trips, and you get you fuck. You're gonna make some money. Listen, Not just get I it covered. I literally used Airbnb to build my travel name. I did not pay for that. Airbnb paid for that. That is how I had cash. I was not rich. I was not, you know, a trust fund baby. Are you freaking kidding me? I have built every single thing on my own. So if I, when I say I used Airbnb to travel the freaking world, like believe it. And then I hired business coaches to learn exactly how to monetize and but a boom but a bang <laughs> started making money and here we are yes i love it i love it i love it all right so we're going to switch gears a little bit and obviously you guys if you have like if you want to learn how to be a travel blogger travel influencer if you want to learn airbnb skills all that kind of stuff that we've been talking about shit hit up Susie because she can absolutely help you with that um so i want to know what something is right now that you are like incredibly proud of in your personal life, business, you name it. Um, honestly, so many things, because if anybody knew me five years ago, the people that didn't know me would be like, what the hell just happened? (laughs) (laughs) How did this girl go from literally bartending with me to freaking multi six figure travel influencer. Like, how is that possible? So I would say the thing I'm most proud of is from, is for the very first version of myself who admitted to myself that I was made for more, who quit her job, who literally took the biggest risk ever at the age of 34 years old. I wasn't 20 and just hit the road and said, I'm gonna do whatever it takes to have success in my life. I don't know what that means. I don't know how much money I'll need, but I will promise myself that I will freaking find it. That version of me was the most courageous because she literally had no freaking clue what she was about to walk into. (laughs) I love it. Okay, so where does, I mean, I get the impression that you've always been pretty like self-assured and like go for it. Like, no. Okay. So where did that come from? And how did you cultivate such a like rock solid confidence and such a powerful belief in yourself? Um, I honestly, if I told you five years ago, I was not like this. Like I, I had never invested in myself. I had never, I had never really given to myself. I was in therapy. So again, I'm such an advocate because your emotional world literally dictates your outer world. But besides that, I had never done anything for myself. And the second I decided that I wasn't going to let fear rule my life. And if other women could do something that I could too, that was the moment my life changed and every single thing that I have done along the way and every level that I have gotten to had made me more confident, more courageous, more willing to put myself out there. And I really built this, um, this woman in the last four years. And I know it's hard to believe, but I'm telling you, oh my God, anybody listening, like it doesn't have to take a lifetime. It just needs, you just need your first decision to go all in on you period. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. And like, even just in the past year, like I don't recognize the woman I was six months ago, (laughs) six months ago, y'all. Um, all right. Now what about, let's talk about habits, rituals, practices, that kind of stuff. Like those kind of anchoring things that help you keep your mindset sharp, keep you in peak state, help you to be successful and stay in alignment. Yeah. Well, you know, they keep, I keep adding them on (laughs) as time goes on. Um, but the things that I do every single day is, uh, wake up, I journal pretty much brain dump everything. I, I check in with myself. I check in with different parts of myself that have, you know, expressed, um, we want checked in with (laughs) over time. Um, then I meditate, of course, like I said, like meditation is freaking everything. And then really exercise. I exercise, I get my body going, I get my energy up. Um, and that is basically my morning routine. And nowadays I check in like after I work and right before bed, I might do a little meditation. I might do a little bit of journaling, but the more that I do those things, the happier I become and the more money I make. (laughs) Mm. So it's like, yes, yes. yes. Do I want to be a millionaire? Okay. Yeah, I do. So it's a non-negotiable. It's not like, am I going to work out? It's like, get your ass to the gym for right now. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Okay. So let's talk a little bit more about the past year. Obviously, as everybody heard earlier, you have a thriving Airbnb business. Ah. You have had a thriving Airbnb business for a while. And when 2020, 2020'd, it that business took a major, major hit and like evaporated in shit a very short period of time. So tell us about that, like how that all got wiped away super fast, how you built that back up or just like that whole process. Cause that can be obviously devastating and create well, a lot of fear. Here's the thing about human mind. <laughs> we all have a bottom, um, what is it called? Like a limit. A bottom line. Okay. So I have a certain amount of bills and no matter if I have this business going or not, I'm making that money because that's my livelihood and whatever we believe we get. And if we can, if we can believe that it can come from anywhere, as long as we get it, we don't have to be like, Oh my God. You know? So with that said, um, so a couple things, this was all about alignment for me. And this was all about meant to be for me when 2020 hit and, you know, basically, uh, March or April hit what happened on the day that they announced that this was a worldwide pandemic, every single one of my Airbnb guests, um, canceled. And I had one of those moments <laughs> that you see in movies where all the Airbnb guests started to message me. And I was just like, I turned my, I turned my phone off and I laid in my bed and I cried. And I said, I don't even, I, I don't even know what's going to come of me right now. But all I know is that I have like 10 mortgages going to be due. I have no clue. I literally turned my phone off. I went to bed in the morning. I woke up and my dad called me and he said, listen, like, it doesn't matter. Don't even worry. Don't pay any mortgages. Don't pay anything. We're going to see what's going to happen. You're fine. You can move into my house. Like just don't even worry. And all I needed were those words from someone. Mm. All I needed was that support. 
And uh, within probably days, Airbnb filled right back up. <laughs> so good. I didn't say but so why I don't have any uh, more Airbnbs now in Seattle, I have one, which is the house that I own, but why I don't have more, you, you may ask, because the, I don't know why or how, but the Seattle market went up during the pandemic. It went up so high that the people that I was renting from, including one from my father, all decided we're selling these properties because oh. they're sky high. So I yeah. had to go home and basically um, get all my furniture out and they sold their houses. So at first I was like, motherfucker, there goes 50 grand, 50 grand, 50 grand. And, um, um, but at the end of the day, I know, I knew I was, I'm so rock solid in the fact that it, it doesn't matter where the money comes from. I'm good at creating money. So yes. I, I, I held, I held fast to that. And of course my coaching business skyrocketed, surpassed that. And now I'm in um, Florida and I'm thinking what I'm going to do here. So I'm basically getting my shit together. Um, thinking about like how, how the, the next steps are going to look, but those were taken away from me by God. <laughs> Just say, go down there. Your life's down there now. Amen. Yes. Yes. And I think that brings up such an important lesson and mindset shift, hopefully for a lot who are, aren't already doing this is that when things happen, especially when things happen that feel shitty and are like out of your control and are not part of the plan, look, yes, feel the emotions. It's okay to feel stressed. It's okay to cry. It's okay to feel scared. Don't sit there right? And don't let that drag you down even further or spiral or influence all your decisions. Yeah. It's okay to feel those feelings, process them, move through them, and then be able to look at, okay, how did this serve me? What is this doing for me? Okay. I feel like this happened to me, but how do I look at it as for me instead, which you just explained. And so that's such an important lesson for so many people especially these days when things are changing a lot and they're uncertain. Okay. What is happening? How is this happening for me? And so with that, like, what's, what is one of the biggest lessons that you came out of 2020 with? <laughs> um, <laughs> I will say this, the work, the worst things in the world that I didn't take action on things because I I was so scared that I could fail or I could lose my business or I could, or I wouldn't have money to pay these mortgages or I, the, the worst of the worst of the worst happened to me. And I not only survived, I thrived. And so now there's, oh, yeah. there's just nothing, there's nothing to be scared of because the worst already happened. Yes. Yes. So I think that was the biggest lesson. And that is what has if we want to be specific about why I'm not the same person, because I'm pretty much like, I am unfuckwithable. You cannot Woo. fuck with me because hey, I'm hey. the go to the next. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I, I fucking love it. Okay, but I want to say this too. You yes. cannot become unfuckwithable until you get fucked with, until you allow yourself to be fucked with. Love this is this going to be the quote? I think so. You cannot become unfuckwithable until you get fucked. <laughs> oh my gosh! What, 
but it's it's kind of true until you see what those boundaries are and what those thresholds and what you're capable of and and when things are not in alignment and don't feel right you're like oh hell no we're not going down that path we are like, not okay. doing that you know it's like okay i'm just not gonna pay my mortgage i don't care what are you gonna do to me give me bad credit go ahead <laughs> like, i, don't, I yeah. don't care you can't fuck with me because i will i would just come up higher yeah, you want to be unstoppable? Play the what's the worst that can happen game and actually go there. Okay, if I don't pay my mortgage, okay, I'm going to lose my house. If I lose my house, I might be homeless. If I'm homeless, here's where, like, you go down that path. And as scary as that can seem, it actually can be really comforting because at the end of it, you go, oh, and well, one, yeah, death is always an option, right? To not to get super morbid on us, like, when if you go follow that path long enough. And when we go down that path, place not from a place of like spiraling anxiety but when you play that game of like okay well what's the worst that can happen you realize often it's a lot less scary and like end of the world than we usually think right like oh but i'd figure it out right like yeah oh what's the worst that can happen i would need to move in with my parents yeah Yeah. that's not my first choice and i'm not gonna be like i wouldn't be homeless right you know that kind of stuff so and it all, it all stems from like childhood stuff because basically my parents told me if I didn't have credit, I'm basically good as dead. So the, the, the fear of not being able to pay my bills controlled my life for so long. And then the worst happened and I'm still fine. You know, like even if I didn't have any credit, I don't give a shit. I'd find a way. I'd find a way. Period. Yes. Yes. Resourceful. Absolutely. Fail forward. All right. I know we've been chatting for a bit and you and I could talk for like five more hours, obviously. So some, some fun stuff to kind of wrap us up. Speaking of 2020 things, I I keep telling everybody like one of my most 2020 purchases was getting a bidet for my bathroom when we had our toilet paper shortage, which was so ridiculous. So do you have any like super 2020 things that you've either done or like bought? (laughs) Um... Okay, I'm gonna be I mean honest. a dog, like all of us single yeah. women <laughs> buying dogs, yeah, getting I dogs. A, I bought a dog, but I I didn't buy anything crazy because I've been in Florida the whole time and we've been yeah, out moving there. to moving to Florida. That was a very yeah. 2020 thing to do. You uh, bitch. <laughs> I will say this, like I became more I, I admitted to myself more that um I wanna be more established somewhere and travel less, which actually works out for me now because all of my clients are, most of them are big travel um, people. So I like to be the rock now. I'm definitely taking yeah. trips, but it's so much better to have this nice house on the beach and a little yeah. puppy, you know, all of that. You're kind enjoying of some out. stability. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. All right. Now two more questions. This is a, a nice juicy one. We ask everybody. So obviously this show is all about supporting people in owning their truth, using their voice and like living life in the most aligned, abundant, and like unapologetically authentic way. So what is one key piece of advice, whether that's an action item, a quote, a thought, a question to ask yourself for people who are looking to stand out and just live so like raw, real, and like aligned and authentically them? I mean, I think it just like comes down to something that's pretty like standard, but like one just has to ask themselves, why not me? 
Mm. Why not me? Mm-hmm. Why why Susie? I, I'm Susie from Pittsburgh. <laughs> I I don't know shit from shit. All I did was learn. That's it. Yes. So ask yourself that. What why why Lauren and Susie and not me? Why not me? Fuck mm-hmm. yes. And to close things out, and obviously you'll be back on for more, but where can everybody find you? If they want to work with you, if they want to just follow you, if they just want to experience some of your energy, like where, where do we find you on the internet? Yeah, just come straight to my Instagram. It's Suzy Travel, S-U-Z-I-E Travel, one word. And I, yeah. I and say hi, send me a DM, tell me where you came from or that you came from here and we can have a combo if you want. Absolutely. Slide into her DMs and say, what up? Ooh, and if you're watching the YouTube, there's a lot of winking that just happened. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I love you. I adore you. I appreciate you. This was Girl. so much fun. Thank you for spending Saturday with me chatting. I, yeah, I think the world of you and I'm so grateful to have you as one of my sisters and in my tribe. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much for listening. If you love this episode and if you know of somebody else who is bold, successful, and unapologetically owning their unique magic while they make a big impact in the world, please send them my way. And it would also mean the world to me if you help me get this message out to as many listeners as possible. So if you liked what you heard, I'd be so grateful if you would please take 30 seconds to leave a five-star rating, write a quick review, and share this episode with your friends. Be sure to tag me so that I can say thank you. And until the next episode, keep showing up, keep using your voice, and keep being you. Because the world needs more of your magic. Yeah.